Inquisition. Let's begin the Inquisition. Look out, Sam. We have a mission to convert the Jews. We're gonna teach them wrong from right. We're gonna help them see the light and make an offer that they can't refuse. Should we start with the Jews in Space song or the Spanish Inquisition? Well, I don't know the words to the Jews in Space song. <laughs> and I don't know the words to the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> But I know it's the Inquisition. What a show, the Inquisition. Here we go. I bet you're wishing that we'd go away. And that's it. Of course, I didn't sing that, but Mel Brooks sang that in History of the World. Right. Part five. Yeah. When someone asked him if History of the World 2 was going to come out, he said maybe three or four. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a smartass, Mel Brooks. I love him. So History of the World Part 1, where does this rank on your Mel Brooks top three? This is probably my favorite Mel Brooks movie. Really? Yeah. So what are your top three favorite Mel Brooks movies? Uh, That's a tough one. History of the World, Blazing Saddles. Okay. And Spaceballs and High Anxiety. I can't believe some of my top threes didn't make your list. Which one's that? Dracula Dead and Loving It. It's a good one. I mean, that one he made later. That was in the 90s with Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Hilarious movie. I love that movie so much. It's so funny. Just like when Renfield's like, (laughs) (laughs) he just has the most genius, funny, hilarious ideas. It's hard to believe that was the last movie he made. Wow. That's true. When you think about it, this was one of the last movies he directed. I think he only did like, Four, three or four movies after this. Well, after this, he did Spaceballs, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Dracula Dead and Loving It, and a movie called Life Stinks that I've never heard of. Yeah, I saw that and I didn't know what the hell that was. Me either. But I would say my top three, so Dracula Dead and Loving It, Young Frankenstein, of course, Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Those Absolutely. are the obvious choices for sure. I mean, I would have to say High Anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Robin Hood Men in Tights didn't make it in any of our top threes. I don't think it would make it into many people's top threes. I thought it was so funny. I like So that movie came out when we lived in Germany. And so they had it in all the blockbusters, but they were German. So they went blockbusters. Blockbuster. Blockbuster. <laughs> I don't know if that's a German Der accent. Blockbuster. Can't, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's more of a Schwarzenegger. History of the World, I would not rank in my top three, but it's really hard. Making a top three Mel Brooks list is a near impossible feat because there are a lot of close ones that make it in there. Spaceballs was not one of my favorite movies. You kind of hate Spaceballs, don't you? I kind of do. You never want to watch it. I don't know why I don't like Spaceballs either. It's like not enough Mel Brooks. I think you don't like John Candy. No, that's not it at all. (laughs) I think it's that Mel Brooks is hardly in it. Isn't he Yoda or something? He's yogurt and yogurt. He is, he's the president, President Scrooge. Yeah. He wasn't in it that much. I think that's why I don't like it. I don't mm. know. What I love about History of the World is that Mel Brooks is in the entire movie. It's really impressive how much acting he does in this he movie. He is so funny. I love how he just is very expressive. He's always doing these faces and making these dances. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, man. This is probably the best movie that he is the star of, right? Oh, Out of I all would the stuff definitely he's done? say so. Absolutely. It's crazy how much stuff he does in this movie. Yeah, because I mean, he's only the other main character in High Anxiety, right? I think he might be the main character of Silent Movie. Oh, and I don't like that one. Well, I've never really watched it. It's not really easy to watch. Have you seen 12 Chairs? No, he didn't direct that, though. Well, he was in it. That was actually the second movie he directed. Maybe I'm thinking of To Be or Not To Be. Oh, yeah. I don't know about that one. I think that's in the Blu-ray box we have. Yeah, why is that? But he didn't direct it. Yeah, he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that in there? Probably because the studio has the rights to it. So maybe they were like, Mm. throw that shit in there, too. I remember when I first saw Blazing Saddles, I was at my aunt's house and I was like eight years old. And so, I mean, I had kind of a racist grandpa, but I hadn't heard a lot of those jokes before. Did you watch it a lot? Maybe I was like seven or six, though. I must have been younger. I just remember the first time ever watching it. I will never forget that. But it was because it changed my perception on what was funny. Because like, for what was funny with my mom was Lifetime movies and Jennifer Aniston chick flicks. And my dad was all about Monty Python and... Fish Called Wanda, Mel Brooks, Christopher Guest. Yeah, your mom's taste in movies leaves lots to be desired. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she listens to country music too, so it's like a (laughs) triple negative. That was all that was in the car. So it was like Hallmark movies, country music, and soap operas. (laughs) (laughs) So I really appreciated a good, hilarious Mel Brooks movie when I was a kid, to say the least. Yeah, former guest on the show, Kyle Purcell, introduced me to this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, he had it on VHS. And I always wanted to see it because Blazing Saddles was rated R, but was Young Frankenstein? I don't think so. I can't think of them really cursing in it or there being anything sexual in it. They say the N-word in Blazing Saddles, which is why it's rated R. Right. And Spaceballs is PG-13, too. So I was always like, wow, an R-rated Mel Brooks movie. That How cool could that be? <laughs> I've always loved this movie. In fact, I've always loved Mel Brooks movies in general because I think they're funnier than probably any other kind of movie. We should just get it out of the way. This is a perfect five-star movie, oh, I would say. Oh, absolutely. Here's the thing, though. If it didn't make it in my top three... I think it still should be a five-star movie. There are just too many good Mel Brooks movies. There has to be a top five, I feel like. I mean, I guess other than Silent Movie, they're all five-star movies, right? Yeah. (laughs) And 12 Chairs, which I've never seen, so I can't really judge it. But what would you give Spaceballs? I don't know. Maybe I need to give it another try. Maybe I'm being unreasonable. I think you are. It's got so many classic movies. I don't know. Just not enough Mel Brooks, I guess. You just never want to watch it. I know. And we have this Criterion collection of Mel Brooks Blu-rays. Right. <laughs> so when I was a kid and DVD players were first coming out, we really wanted to buy one. So we had to convince my dad. Oh, yeah. And he said, well, I'll only buy one if we can get From Dusk Till Dawn on it, because that's my favorite movie right now. From Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah, that's what my dad said. <laughs> so we ended up getting From Dusk Till Dawn and Eraser, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, which we should probably Great do an episode picks. on sometime. But then we got Blazing Saddles. So oh, Blazing Saddles here. was one of the first DVDs I ever bought. Same here. And like it had special features and stuff like that. And- <laughs> 
It was the old Warner Brothers one where it was on both sides where you could flip it. For I was going to say because it had, do you remember those crappy DVD cases they came out with where it was like almost like a paper cover yeah. and you would flip open the this little tab? Lip, yeah. yeah, it was that kind. And that was what they did for DVDs when they first came out. They were dual sided. You could do full screen and widescreen. I think that might have been Warner Brothers packaging. Maybe it was. I don't know, but it was terrible because the clasps always broke. Didn't yeah. work. That is a good first DVD. Yeah, or third, whichever you <laughs> but We kind of got them all at the same time. You know, the first ones we got were Blazing Saddles, Saving Private Ryan, and I want to say Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Really? Mm-hmm. On DVD. On DVD. Did that have spe- a, a bunch of special features when that came out? Not really. At that point, you were just lucky that you didn't have the shitty VHS copy anymore. Yeah. Because that was terrible quality. We had that. So, and even the DVD quality wasn't that good. I mean, yeah. I remember when we got that Blazing Saddles DVD, I was like, holy shit, this looks amazing. Yeah. But now <laughs> if now I went, like, And even then, you know, like they re-released the DVD like three times, I'm sure. And, oh, and totally. the quality, the transfer was better each time. So I'm sure if you go back to that Gen 1 DVD, <laughs> it would look so terrible. So... Tell me why this is not only your senior yearbook quote right? that is from this movie, <laughs> yeah. but this is like your top movie. Would you say of all time or would you just say Mel Brooks? It's good Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> <laughs> top three for sure. What do you like so much about this movie, I guess? Every single shot, every single line is a joke. It's like just jam-packed so with tomfoolery all the time. You know what? Let's transition here. For the next hour and a half, we are going to just repeat all the lines of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way this can be funny. <laughs> yep, that's that a- season. And I'm I'm beating off like a monkey. That's the first scene of the so, movie. So, you know, there was always something that bothered me about that scene is that you can tell that they're obviously not holding on to their dicks the whole time. <laughs> There's a lot of invisible dick trickery in this movie. And those monkey guys are jerking off. Like, they're obviously not holding their dicks. So I was like, are they jerking off? Like, when I was a kid, that I was, was like... That was so funny. No, and I thought the same thing when I saw this when I was, I was like, younger. well, they're not jer- They can't be jerking off because nobody jerks off with, like, a yardstick like that. Yeah, I thought they were, like, self-mutilating themselves. They were just, like, hitting themselves in the stomach. Yeah, and then when Gregory <laughs> Peck gets that, that boner at the end, or near... Well, I guess it's, like, in the middle of Gregory the movie. Gregory Hines. Yeah, Greg... What did I say? <laughs> Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck. <laughs> I was like, the guy from uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. I don't think that's who it is. <laughs> I was like, they look a little different. This is Gregory Peck just jacking off in the background of one scene. <laughs> no, when Gregory Hines gets a boner, you can just see that nothing is lifting that feather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the first part of the movie with the monkeys jerking off is so funny. And then it goes over to the cavemen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's trying to start a fire, and so they finally start a fire, and they're like, now put this in the the pile of leaves you got or whatever, the pile of twigs. Yeah. And instead, he tries to light the rock on fire <laughs> yeah. and put it in there. It's like, no, that whole, a fire. <laughs> that whole part with Sid Caesar is amazing. Oh, my God. So funny. Probably the only time Sid Caesar was ever shirtless in a movie, the tannest he's ever looked, right? Yeah, I would say so. I haven't seen a lot of Sid Caesar stuff when he was a young guy. Sid Caesar and Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner all worked together. Oh and my that's gosh. how they got their start. How brilliant. So what would you say sequence-wise is your favorite? I would say 
the whole part they're in Rome. Like the whole time they're in Rome, that's the best. That's your favorite? Yeah. Um I guess so. Yeah, I would probably say Rome too. I like it better than France, but it's hard to beat the Inquisition. Oh also. man. That's tough. I didn't even realize that they were wearing menorahs on their head with the synchronized <laughs> waves. <laughs> well, they were on a menorah. Yeah. They had sparklers on their head. I know, but they were supposed to be the candles in the menorah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I never noticed that before. I just thought they were in like a formation. I didn't realize there was a reason they were yeah. standing like that. <laughs> when I was a kid, I really recognized that they played it backwards when they were coming out of the water because otherwise the sparklers would have gone out. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I never realized that until you just said it. Yeah, well, you can, you can kind <laughs> of notice. That. And it's <laughs> funny because the IMDb trivia says to achieve this effect, they filmed it and played it backwards. And it's like, well, yeah, no shit. <laughs> because they're not even wet when they come out of the water. <laughs> Movie magic. Movie Isn't that magic. funny that they have to say that? It's probably because there's <laughs> idiots like me who are like, well, there must have been some bubble around them just keeping them dry under that water. <laughs> is there anything that you would compare that comes out these days that is the same kind of humor? Gosh. Like, what's the closest thing to this kind of stuff? Movie-wise? Like, these are old now, but I would say the Naked Gun movies are kind of close, but it's that's totally old. different. Yeah, and that's older. But I can't think of anything modern that's not like me the spartans or hero movie or whatever those mm. are yeah just parodies i don't know what i would say is a good parody that's out these days i mean would you even call this movie a parody no because it doesn't really parody anything would you call young frankenstein a parody it's kind yeah. of a parody of a, i would say maybe the only one high anxiety yeah that's a parody of all uh, uh, of hitchcock Spaceballs. yep Spaceballs. but history of the world is not really a parody of anything i guess yeah, it's not. It's just a combination of like hilarious moments in history that definitely happened. Do you think historical reenactment movies were popular around this time? And that's why he made this? Probably the only ones that were were shot by housewives whose husbands role played in that kind of a thing during the weekend where they were like, I'm, I'm going to go off to war. And she's like, fuck, <laughs> go, Henry, and I'll just take my camcorder. <laughs> I don't think they had camcorders back then. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take my Polaroid camera and take a lot of pictures. I'll just remember it with my eyes (laughs) and my brain. (laughs) (laughs) The way things used to be where you had to just remember them and not (laughs) have your fucking phone on you. Someone, oh my gosh. someone should just take a Polaroid everywhere. They should. This was the first production for Gregory Hines, and this cast is incredible. Isn't oh, yeah. Madeline Kahn just one of the funniest people ever? She is alive. funny. Or she, I was going to say alive, and then I realized she's you know, alive. It's interesting, though. I don't think I've ever seen her in anything that's not a Mel Brooks movie. She was a, a voice in My Little Pony, the movie. I never how, saw that. How do you not know that? <laughs> yes. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no, no. Yes. yes. Wait a minute. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say Rome's definitely the best segment of this whole. Yeah. This is like one of the first anthology movies, isn't it? I guess. It was the first and not the second or third because there was only one. Right. <laughs> anthology movies work a lot better when one director is making them they do he was also the only writer on this movie yeah. he wrote this whole movie and directed it and starred in it and mm. the other ones like blazing saddles there were other writers on and other movies that weren't as awesome like silent movie but gregory hines first role he's great yeah it's crazy because b arthur is no longer alive gregory hines madeline Kahn, harvey corman Mel Brooks is 91 years old. 
Isn't yeah. that insane? You know what? It goes to show that you grow old if you laugh a lot and you just have a great <laughs> fucking time and enjoy yourself. <laughs> you grow old if you laugh a lot. That's true. Well, I mean, we're all. Do you think he just wakes up every day and he's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I might not wake up tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think so. He seems so happy. Dick Van Dyke, that guy could probably dance around like yeah. bed dobs and broomsticks. Get Mel Brooks, <laughs> Dick Van Dyke, and Stan Lee in a room together. Yeah. Ooh. Well, just make sure that you don't water. have high hopes for Stan Lee, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I think that it just goes to show. I mean, do you think it's because they've been happy people in their life? Yeah, oh yeah. Like I feel absolutely. like I always see them smiling. Whenever yeah. Stanley is at Comic-Con though, I feel like all the pictures with the thousands of people that he meets with look exactly the same and that's kind of weird. Yeah. It's well, like a wax figure, like a Madame yeah. Tussaud. <laughs> I mean, he's just been doing it for millennia, it seems. Yeah, still up to his old tricks, but no, the last movie that Mel Brooks did is Dracula Dead and Loving It. That's my favorite of his. I remember the first non-Disney movies I got for Christmas was Dracula Dead and Loving It mm. as a VHS. And what did you love about it? I just thought it was – I mean, it's so funny. Leslie Nielsen is hilarious in it. Mm -hmm. The whole scene where <laughs> they're killing Lucy – there's blood everywhere. He's like, we should have put newspapers down. <laughs> and Harvey Corman and, and Renfield, who's like, come here, little fly. All I want is your life. <laughs> just like, There's just so many funny parts of that movie. Yeah, that and Robin Hood Men in Tights are kind of underrated, I would say. Yeah. Because they're more of the modern they Escape are. from L.A. era movies of, of <laughs> Mel Brooks. But I was so excited to get the Dracula Dead and Loving It. I never owned this movie, and I don't think that I saw this movie until I met you. The first time I saw this movie, Kyle showed it to me, and he put the tape in, and he pressed play, and the first shot was them all gangbanging the queen <laughs> in the French <laughs> Revolution. <laughs> so why do they not credit someone in a movie? B. Arthur is uncredited in this. Is that's that that usually means they didn't get paid. Oh, they just did I always it as wondered a favor. that. Yeah. Why didn't they teach us that in film school? Is what? that important not, information? Not getting paid? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, they should have told us that we wouldn't make any money going into film in film school. <laughs> yeah. Unless we're Mel Brooks. <laughs> They're like, you'll be, ta you'll be doing a lot of uncredited roles yeah. in your future. You'll be doing a lot of YouTube video releases and podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, so we did not turn out to be like Mel Brooks, but we can enjoy his movies. And it's like being him, only not having to do all the work and just laughing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Rome, I think one of the funniest things in there is when they do that eunuch test, like you were saying yeah. earlier. <laughs> and his hilarious. tongue comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also when uh, he's about to be killed or taken off to the lions and he's like no you can't feed them i'm a jew <laughs> <laughs> they only eat christians <laughs> and that's the ethiopian shim sham <laughs> that was so good and then dom deloise in this movie yeah. <laughs> good fucking god what other stuff was dom deloise in other than an american voice? tale yeah, other than a voice acting in other Mel Brooks movies. I've never seen him. He's like a Madeline Kahn, you know? There is some kids movie where they're like, what am I, Dom DeLuise? And I never knew who the hell Dom DeLuise really? was until I was in my 20s. Yeah. I felt like I grew up in a lot of cartoons I watched had Dom DeLuise in them. 
Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean... Munchie? Did you ever see that movie Munchie with the little alien that no. comes and visits that girl? And he's I've like, seen that. I love her pizza or whatever. <laughs> Tom Deloise. Is that Tom Deloise? He's like, more wise. I can't the, even do it. It was one of the older Dom Deloise's. He's like, <laughs> is he like choking I, on his I tongue? I'm not good at a Dom Deloise impression <laughs> <laughs> is what maybe, it comes down maybe to. Maybe you stop trying to roll your R's since you can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're rolling your R's. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'm so it's sure funny. It's, fu- it's rolling so, in his grave. So, you know, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it's funny hearing him do voice acting and stuff, but then in these Mel Brooks movies, he's like, wrong! <laughs> Treasure buff! Treasure, Treasure buff! Wash this. And his squire, once again, just like Bedknobs and Broomsticks, there's like a little squire. He's like, ooh! Oh! Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> So when he hands him that, he's like, watch this. He's like, yes, sir. (laughs) All I really know about the history of Julius Caesar is from this movie. I I actually don't know really what happened with Julius Caesar. Wasn't he killed by Brutus? And he said, et tu, Brute? Did he move to um, Las Vegas and open up a joint that was so funny when they go to the caesar's palace and there's the moving walkway (laughs) (laughs) oh that was so funny man when you die at the palace you You really really die die at the palace (laughs) he's picking his nails with his sword (laughs) and then there's mighty joint Oh, the mighty joint is hilarious because they're like, "Oh, it's cool, man. I'm just gonna cut, stay here and walk in a circle." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> cool, just be cool. Let the coolest coolest vertebrae. Yeah, just be cool, man. I'm gonna you walk go that in a way, circle. and I'll go that way. <laughs> That's <was> hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh! I think the Spanish Inquisition, though, is one of the funniest musical moments in history. It's crazy, man. It's such a complex set piece of a musical for a Mel Brooks movie. Oh, my God. And he said it was the most expensive thing he ever did at that point. And you can tell. Well, and the thing was, people were super offended by it. And he was worried that people were going to be super offended by it. But the Inquisition happened hundreds of years ago. I know, but it had to do with the Jews because there were like rabbis on the gambling machines and things like that. And the Holocaust was only 40 years earlier. I mean... But I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I just think that yeah. the musical elements of it are so funny. Like the priests that are dancing around and like hiking up their dresses <laughs> when they come running in and they're kicking. You're like, oh, here come those nuns. And it's like these guys with these beautiful legs, <laughs> like these shaved legs. And just the production value of the whole thing is hilarious. My favorite part are the two Jews that are strung up and talking about how they got caught. And that one guy's like, <laughs> yeah. one guy's like they shoved a red hot poker up my ass. <laughs> and I think I still know the whole thing of the second guy who does it. He goes, I'm sitting flicking chickens and I'm looking through the pickings and suddenly these guards break down my balls. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> but well, I know you the remember end. the first part. But I know, <laughs> but I know the end. What a random part to remember. No, but I remember the end. He goes, it started playing ping pong with my balls. <laughs> Oi, the agony. Oi, the shame. <laughs> to make my privates public by a game. <laughs> 
The lyrics are so good. Well, and so have you seen the producers? No. You haven't seen the new one, the musical version? I've seen some of it. Matthew Broderick's kind of over the top. (laughs) But isn't everyone in a Mel Brooks movie? (laughs) Yeah, but it just seems kind of creepy when Matthew Broderick does it. It's so funny. He was like, my blanket. Or he's just like a germaphobe and everything. He's crazy. Yeah. I think he's so good in that. And Nathan Lane. Who doesn't love Nathan Lane? Yeah. I bet he's going to be in The Lion King, the new one. (sighs) Do you think? Don't do that to me. Don't say that. I got to get Jeremy Irons and him. We'll see. And everybody else, they can get someone else. Maybe Rowan Atkinson. Mm, We'll see. I bet you they're not. Yeah. Who do you think is going to play Iago in the Aladdin movie? Or do you think it's just going to be a regular ass parrot? I think it's going to be a... Oh my God. They should get Gilbert Gottfried. Does he still talk like that? (laughs) Or is he like... Is he like your Dom DeLuise impersonation? (laughs) Just like... I don't think Dom DeLuise sounds anything. (laughs) No, I don't think Gilbert Gottfried was like... All right, I'm done talking like that. (laughs) (laughs) No, he always talks like that. Could you imagine being Gilbert Godfrey's mother? Like as a parent? Yeah, Milbert Godfrey. Like you're raising them and they're like, ah, mom. It's just like like, Cartman as a child. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they all just talked really weird. Yeah, I can't imagine they don't all talk like that. But they should get him. They should get Gilbert Godfrey. Mm-hmm. Or Mel Brooks. I mean, by hiring James Earl Jones, they've opened the floodgates for all this stuff. All these people are still alive, so there's no reason why they shouldn't play them. I don't even know why they're doing it, to be honest with you. Because Beauty and the Beast was successful. We were wrong <laughs> about Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you feel like if ever Mel Brooks died, his family would give over, like, the rights for someone to go and redo these movies. No. Because like that, that happened happen. to Pink Panther. Oh, you mean like re- like a studio to remake them? Yeah, like to remake it or redo it or whatever. Probably just his musicals, I would say. Hmm. I'm sure they yeah, could do they... a Dracula Dead and Loving It musical or a Robin Hood Men in Tights musical or a Spaceballs musical, you know? It's interesting because like they've turned from Monty Python spam a lot into a musical and it is hilarious. I don't know if you've ever seen it or no, listened to the I, music. I think I, I think you played some of the music. Oh, yeah. Well, Tim Curry is King Arthur in it and he's hilarious. Mm. So you're like, Ha-ha. And uh, Niles from uh, Frasier is in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, David Hyde Pierce. <laughs> yep. And, um, Starring or, no. Niles from Frasier. <laughs> or, yeah, David Hyde Pierce. Oh my God, he's so funny in it. And then the guy from The Birdcage and The Simpsons, Hank Azaria. Who's he? I don't know. He's one of the knights. Mm. Oh, my God. But it's so good. It's a great cast. And Christian Borle. They did do that Spaceballs cartoon a while ago. Did you ever see that? That was something. <laughs> something bad. <laughs> I played on G4. Did he write it or have any part in it? He was in it. He played Yogurt and Screwed. But the first episode is just like the entire movie made into a pilot episode of a cartoon. Oh, really? But it's just like everything is much, much worse than it is in the movie. (laughs) So you're just like, why am I even watching this? That's so funny. The Spanish Inquisition, I think, is one of the funniest parts of the movie. Totally. The funniest part to me is a part that not many people would probably think is the funniest part. But it's when they are in France. (laughs) 
And they go basically after they do like the prince and the pauper thing and they go and he's like, I'll go free your father. Like you don't have to have sex with me or whatever. (laughs) And then they go down to the dungeon and the father (laughs) is like gone crazy because he's been in jail for so long. (laughs) Do you ever notice that everything, every time he moves, there's a cloud of dust that comes around? (laughs) Yeah. It's just like they threw baby powder on him. (laughs) And then he's like, oh, do you hear that? We're free, free. And then he like starts throwing letting these birds go in their tent. <laughs> free. Free. You're free. They're just throwing them out the window onto the ground. I don't know why, but I think that's the funniest part of that movie. My favorite part is probably in Rome. There's that guy who I found out was played by an old comedian named Charlie Callius, who's the clairvoyant, who says... I can see that you are going on a long journey. (laughs) Then the eyes that he does, just like you did. And he's like, yeah, a long journey. You're going to Rome. I am in Rome. Do I lie? No. 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 Maybe not like that. It's funny. You just don't see people act like that these days. They don't put it out there like that. Yeah. You just don't see that kind of comedy anymore. Why do you think that is? I, I mean, don't know. I think people are just too cool these days. But I think like Key and Peele and stuff like that is hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah. But it's like sketch comedy. It's different. You don't see it in movies. All you see is Jonah Hill and the guy regular from Pineapple Express. Like Seth Rogen, Chris Pratt. Yeah, I mean, why don't those those people just go there? Why don't they just, like, go with it and give these big expressions? Why don't they go on a long journey? (laughs) Because we wouldn't have any people in movies without them. We're losing all the good ones. But it's so funny when they get to that chess scene. I kind of, like, feel like when I first saw History of the World, you and I used to watch movies when we first started dating really late, so I just watched... The first part of the movie, and then that was back when I would fall asleep before you. Yeah. So I would always miss the last part when Miracle comes back and picks them up at the end of the movie. <laughs> and so when I watched it this time and like really paid attention, I was like, what? You Where? might as well have fallen asleep. I was like, where's <laughs> what happened? I was like, where's the other girl from Rome? And so he's been the same guy all the way through history. Yeah. And, and then they're coming fine. to the end. And that's it. Yeah. This movie's actually pretty short. It is. It's like an hour and a half, I think. Yeah. It's brisk, for sure. Like, whoa, that's a big ending. And then coming soon, (laughs) Jews in space. (laughs) What's the other one? Viking funerals. You you pointed out how (laughs) uncomfortable that would have been to be a pro figure skater in a Hitler costume. (laughs) (laughs) And a really good pro figure skater. (laughs) He's like, I'm a five-time national winner in Russia, and I am Hitler. I don't know what accent that was. (laughs) (laughs) That's German, of course. That's what they all sound like. That was just like a deep Arnold Schwarzenegger non They all sound like someone carrying a large hammer. (laughs) (laughs) Someone who will fuck you up. (laughs) Is that an Arnold Schwarzenegger line? That was an SNL thing with Dana Carvey and Kevin Nealon. We're going to pump you up. (laughs) Oh, good. I thought it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I was like, why would he say that? Did he say that in Junior? No, it wasn't Junior. Maybe it was... uh... He was saying that to his his uterus. I'm going to pump you up. I'm going to... With the baby. (laughs) Yeah. Belly. I'm going to put the baby in there. Maybe twins or kindergarten cop. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, I have the glasses. The I'm new going Terminator. to put the baby in me. 
<laughs> That's pretty good. All I can do is do this and it sounds like a... Just say, put the baby in me. Put the baby in me. <laughs> I can't I do it baby. like you can. Well, I don't think I'm doing a good job either. <laughs> I know, but it's still quality. Um. <laughs> put the baby in me. <laughs> the baby in me. Yeah, everyone is so hilarious in this movie and Cloris Leachman is just always so funny. Yeah, I remember um, as a kid, I was like, is that lady attractive or really ugly? She's always really ugly in all these She's movies. She's always been old. Well, kind of, but remember in Mary Tyler Moore, she looks like she's in her 20s or something. Does she? And then every movie she's in, she looks like she's 79 or something. I feel like she was old in Mary Tyler Moore. No, I don't think she was. I mean, she Maybe looks really Maybe we just young. didn't have like Botox and stuff back then. Well, so people who were 30 looked like 70. I mean, she looked really young and different in that show. And then in every Mel Brooks movie, she looks like an, a hag. <laughs> like, they make her look so ugly in every movie that she's in. Yeah, Young Frankenstein. What else is she in? She's in another one. High Anxiety. Oh, fuck. She's got her like a, and Harvey she's got Korman like a in, that. in High Anxiety. <laughs> Harvey Korman in this is pretty incredible, oh, too. I was just going to say, my grandmother always had the Carol Burnett tapes, and he was so funny. And so he's great in this movie. I love when he's going after the <laughs> girl and he's like, oh, just come over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, yes, uh, he'll be here in a second. Then he goes, wah. <laughs> he's like, wah, wah. <laughs> it just makes all these. Oh. <laughs> Count the money. That's one of the best Harvey Corman Mel Brooks roles, I would say. Probably oh, I next would, to High Anxiety. Oh, I would say, yeah. High Anxiety is hilarious. And mainly because of that boxing scene with the patients. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that is one of the funniest moments in a movie. Ever. I would say Harvey Corman's my favorite Mel Brooks actor out of them all. Yeah, that's true. Every part he's in is incredible. In yeah, every Mel Brooks movie. I feel like Madeline Kahn is really close, though. She is. She's really good. She is. And Mel Brooks is always hilarious mm -hmm. when he's in them. Those three make the movies. Yeah, definitely. More that's... so than Gene Wilder, I would say. Well, that's why Spaceballs, to me, wasn't like a... Well, you should check it out. It's got Rick Moranis. Yeah, John and Candy. I like Rick Moranis, and I like John Candy. Bill and Pullman, I like... probably the best Bill Pullman's ever looked in a movie, I would say. Yeah, oh yeah. He was good looking in that movie. And then Daphne, who played... Who was that? Well, she played... I forget her name. She was in Melrose Place. Hmm. I used to watch Melrose Place with my parents, and they would always do these trailers where they're like, no matter what happens in tonight's episode, <laughs> someone will... Die, and then it's like, and then it's like, ooh, I wonder what's gonna happen. One time they did it where they were like, not one, but two people will die. <laughs> was this on like the CW or something? It was on Fox. <laughs> Fox. But I remember she played a character, and she died like randomly in this really sad scene where. She's I thought you meant in real life. <laughs> no, in Melrose Place, and I remember it like right when it came on. There's this part where. Because in Melrose Place, they all came down to the pool in the center area. And that night, like, everybody had turned their back on her for something she did. And she was like, fine. Nobody wants to talk to me. No. And she's, like, walking backwards and, like, screaming at the sky. And she slips on the edge of the pool. 
and falls and hits her head on the corner. Oh, of it. and then falls into the water. And then there were, and then the credits roll, and you're like, "Oh, that was the one who who died tonight. <laughs> That's the one." <laughs> when they did the two that died, it was like some random guy at a car crash <laughs> that had nothing to do with the show. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that guy uh, that you hit, you rear-ended. Yeah, he's dead." <laughs> they like didn't even show him die or anything. I never watched that show, but it's pretty good. We should watch Melrose Place sometime. <laughs> but I mean. It's missing those three pretty big elements. I mean, Mel Brooks isn't it, but again, like he's not a huge part. Of Melrose Place? No, <laughs> of Spaceballs. <laughs> and then Dracula Dead and Loving It, you have Harvey Corman and Mel Brooks. Yeah. Is um, Harvey Corman in Spaceballs? No, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure he wasn't. And Blazing Saddles. He's funny in that. Yeah. Sheriff of Rock Ridge. The thing is, is Headway. that when you talk about this movie... It's so hard because you just want to sit here and throw out a million quotes. <laughs> and in reality, <laughs> you should just watch the movie and see how amazing it is. It's hard to it's talk so about these funny. movies because it's just like, well, this movie was amazing. And yeah, funny. I don't have a single. There's this part. <laughs> and then this part. Yeah, basically, you're just saying all the funny moments in it. It's mm. never like, this was a flaw to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or. I didn't quite like this song here. No, this only, didn't make me laugh. <laughs> the, the only flaws in this movie that were discussed was, was all the uh, invisible dick stuff. <laughs> and the ending was a little weird when Miracle comes back and rescues them. <laughs> no, I think that's hilarious. No, it's so funny. But I remember always falling asleep early to this movie and missing that. And so I watched it this time and I was like, how did he? Oh. I often wonder what happened to the real King Louis. Or... Like in reality? I think he died. Was he killed by the... I'm pretty by the sure. French? By the French? Now, let me, first of all, let you know, I took one year of French and maybe like went to history class half the time. Yeah. So my facts that I state may be more opinions <laughs> okay. than fact. Oh, well. So he could be alive you to could. this day and frozen in one of those carcinogenic chamber chambers. Is that a thing? Carcinogenic chamber? Yeah. <laughs> Cryogenic. Cryogenic. <laughs> Carcinogenic would be just like being in a tube of cigarette smoke for the rest of your life. <laughs> well, who said he couldn't be? <laughs> They're like, huh? Well, you look at that. We put him in the carcinogenic tube for five minutes, and he's dead already. <laughs> Hmm. But don't worry, we'll freeze them, and then that's how this all works. We'll freeze them with all that cigarette smoke. <laughs> Do you so ever good. see that movie Demolition Man? It'll be just like that. <laughs> and we'll pee in shells. We'll get the goo and everything to defrost them. Do they pee in shells in that movie? They no, wipe they wipe their ass with shells. How? We're just like getting off on a whole other thing here. <laughs> but <laughs> we should probably watch Demolition Man. That's a weird one for sure. But yeah. anyway... Definitely one of the best. Five stars. Five star. Put it in the car. Ever movie. Put it in the car. Put it in the car. Now, we got to go because Alex and I both have to go take a treasure bath. (laughs) Treasure (laughs) bath. More wine. Yea, yea, so you say. But one who sits amongst us has already betrayed me this night. Who? 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 Who can it be? Judas. Mm. Do you want a beverage? Try the mulled wine. It's terrific. No. Leave us alone. Go. 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 All right. Jesus. Yes. What? 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 Yes. Jesus. What? Yes. What? 
You, you said what? What? Nothing. 